We are back for another episode of Say Your Story. Appreciate you joining us today. Hope you had a great couple of weeks. Tough to do, though, with the recent headlines for sure. This week, our guest does maybe more to get the word out about local organizations than anyone I've ever met. And I tell people the thing I miss most about the news business is the people I met and the friends I made. Christian Sanger falls into that category. Ten years ago, he launched the blog, The Holy City Center. And today, we pull back the curtain as Christian says his story. And Christian joining us right now. Um, man, always good to see you. Missed you uh, since my departure from Channel 4 and then when we reconnected. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, always great to see you as well. We used to have like a nice weekly hangout on set uh, at ABC, but uh, uh, glad that you found something, um, you know, in your next step in your, your career and your life. And yeah, it was good to connect a week or so ago. You know, the thing I loved about what we did is... Um, I could have sat and talked to you all day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But then you have a producer, you're like, rap. Yeah. <laughs> rap now. No, I really mean rap now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's uh, you don't really get that chemistry very often. Yeah, that's, you know, it was great to be on set. And, you know, for people who don't know, I, I would just be talking about the top, you know, three, four, five events of the weekend. But, yeah, there's always so much you could expound on that. But, yeah, that you know, it's very limited. So that's what's great about podcasts. You have that. I mean, unlimited time, basically. You could take as much time as you want and really learn about people. When did you start yours, podcast? Podcast about a year ago. I think February of last year, so 2021. You like it? Yeah, love it. Radio was always my first love when I was a kid. Like, DJs I thought were the coolest. Mm. Like, oh, DJs, you play music, and they just sounded cool on the radio. And, you know, you'd hear them like, we're live at tonight's concert. And I was like, oh, what a life. Uh, and so I did it. And I did you know, newspaper, radio, and TV in college, but radio is by far my favorite. So this kind of that's kind of uh, scratching that itch for me. But on your podcast, you do a little bit of everything. I mean, you interview people, but you also kind of hit on the current events. Yeah. Was that always the plan? Yeah, that was the plan. Was to kind of uh, put more of my personality out there than I do on my site, and also kind of expand on the stories that are going on in Charleston. Um, whether it's interviewing someone. Uh, who is you know in the news or a newsmaker or me at the beginning of the podcast just talking about whatever the biggest news and stories are like providing context instead of just you know I share on my social media but there you know there's a lot that that you could talk about with stuff that goes on in town I think there's different angles um, and so I thought yeah why, why not I'll give I'll give my opinions on things I'll I'll uh, kind of expand on some of the stuff that I post about and and hopefully people will be interested but. Yeah, the back end is I always try to have a, a, an interview with someone. So Holy City Center, 10 years in the making, coming up on the 10-year anniversary? Actually, uh, it's 10 it's years 11. currently, coming up on 11 in um, August. Okay, first of all, um, how did you come up with the name? Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always love that Charleston's nickname was Holy City. I just think it's a cool nickname, and it's also one that not everybody knows. Like, if you go around, you say, hey, do you know New York City's nickname? Like, everybody knows Big Apple, mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. But not everybody knows Charleston's, and it's, it's a pretty cool one. So I knew when I wanted to start a, a, a blog, and originally the blog was just going to be like, here's what I did in town. It was going to be more like first-person stuff. Um, and I, I knew I wanted Holy City in the title, but I didn't really know, you know, what I wanted it to be. Like, you know, Holy City 
the Holy City Chronicle, the whole, you know, I didn't know what I wanted it to be, you know, did I want like a newspaper name? And then I was like, no, let's, let's think of something kind of fun. And, and I think I, I toyed around with a few things and then Holy City Center just stuck out to me. I thought it sounded kind of fun. Yeah. A little tongue in cheek, you know, um, kind of plays off how Charleston, there's two sides to, I mean, any city, but Charleston, you know, you have all the churches and, you know, it's the deep South. You think of that genteel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, manners and politeness and all that. And, uh, but also we have so many bars and <laughs> strip clubs and there's stuff underground that's happening and politicians doing bad things. And, you know, there's both sides. And I think everybody has that in themselves, too. So I thought that was a uh, a fun name. But I wasn't sure if people were going to like it or not. And I didn't know if people would get that it wasn't like Did you get blowback serious. early on. No, none. Not I, at all. I, I periodically someone will reach out. In fact, it just happened a couple weeks ago. Someone left a comment on my Facebook page and was like, you know, Holy City Sinner is right. You know, you shouldn't be celebrating sinning or you know, something like that. Like, no, I'm not. That's not really what I'm doing here. Like it's sinning in like quotations, you know, like. Right. Again, like I'm talking about parties in town and stuff. I'm not telling people to go <laughs> break Sin. commandments or break the law or anything like that. Um, so, no, thankfully, uh, when I, when the name was out there, people seemed to get it. People seemed to like it. And I've only had a handful of just random people on social media, um, you know, that caused this stink about it. And so you, this started 10 years ago for you. Yeah. Um, talk about the evolution. I mean, what was the initial plan? It, there really wasn't one, to be honest. It Those was are the just, best plans. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Because I could, I didn't have like a, because I didn't have a plan, I could evolve really easily. So I was just like, I just want to do a blog. I love Charleston. I'm not from here originally. Um, there's so many cool things that I'm learning about after I've lived here for a few years that, um, I, I don't see in the paper or I don't see on TV cause they, you know, they have limited scope when it comes to events, especially. And so I said, you know, why don't I just talk about the fun things I do? I can share it with my friends back home and they can, uh, see the cool things that happen in the city. And then people here maybe will learn about something. And so that's what it was. It was just going to be me being like, Hey, I went to this, um, event at whatever, loved it. I went to this restaurant. I love this dish. And then it just so slowly started to evolve where I was sharing kind of some new stuff, not like hard news, but right. you know, like this, I heard this restaurant's going to open or, Hey, I heard that this band's coming to town, whatever it may be. And then it just slowly kind of morphed into, um, more of that style, less of first person accounts and right. more of here's what's happening in town. Here's what's going on. Um, and like you said, it was the best plan because if I was like, Nope, Nope, Nope. My goal is this, this is what I want it to be. I w- it wouldn't have turned into what it is. And so 10 years ago, was that primarily Twitter and Facebook or was it just Facebook? Yeah, no, 10 years ago was Twitter and Facebook and Twitter was in its infancy. Um, and, and I kind of lucked out with that where because it was new, all the like kind of early-ish adopters to Twitter were like following accounts like crazy. You know, they were mm-hmm. like, they wanted friends. They wanted followers. They were hoping if they followed you, you'd follow them back. You know, it was just building and so it was easier back then than it is now if, if you were to create a Twitter account, unless you're a celebrity, it's hard to get a following and to get mm-hmm. one quickly. So that certainly helped. Plus, the Twitter community was less toxic back then um, mm-hmm. than it is now. It was more supportive. People were nicer. You know, people were just excited about this new platform and what is it. And so um, that certainly helped grow as well. Because if it was just the site, it, it would have been really hard to share that link um, with people, you know, like, Hey, check out my website. The only place I could have shared it really was Facebook back then. And it right. would have been really, really hard to grow it. So 
Twitter I, throughout the day, I could be like, just posted this, here's a link, just posted this, here's a link. And it was so much easier to get people to go to the site that way. So I lucked out that, you know, Twitter was just coming up at that time. And it gradually grew yeah. into what it is today, which I think many times it's like whenever you see those, you know, those entities or that idea that takes off many mm. times it drops off just as fast. Right. Right. You right. had a very gradual, slow growth mm -hmm. to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause absolutely. So how many, I've always wanted to ask this. Mm. How many emails do you get from people who want to, who want little publicity? Oof. Uh, I, I could estimate like if I left my email alone today, like didn't touch it, didn't go through and delete it, I would probably have a total of like 300 emails in my inbox. And of those, uh, probably half will be either people asking me to cover something or some other kind of pitch or news, you know, or here, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, maybe like 100 a day. Uh, maybe that's a little bit more than I get, but that, that's kind of an estimate. Um, cause I do get a lot of junk too. <laughs> and so the process of going through, I mean, you try and again, you try to put everything out there that you can. Yeah. Is absolutely. that physically possible to do though? Not always. No, but I, I do. So I do try to share it in some capacity. So uh, obviously this is, I'm talking about like Charleston locals, things happening in Charleston. Cause I sometimes get national stuff too. Um, but I try to share Charleston stuff somehow, some way. So, I try to get it on the site itself so they have like a post so that they can link it, you know, on their Facebooks, their Twitters, their social media, you know, hey, Holy City Center posted about us and, and it helps them and it makes them feel good. And, and, and you know, um, I, I try to, but sometimes it just doesn't fit or I don't have the time. Yeah. You know, especially if it, whatever they're posting me is time or sending to me is time sensitive. So if I can't put together like a full post for them, I'll at least if it's an event, put it on my events calendar. You know, that that takes a lot less time than writing something. I'll, I'll share a link to their website. You know, hey, I just heard about this new thing. Go check it out on Twitter or Facebook. You know, so I try to share it some way, somehow, um, even if it's not necessarily what they were hoping for. You know, they might have wanted a full post, but. You know, I, I just don't have the time. <laughs> do you think, do you think people have a feeling that when you go home that you have an office of like eight people that work <laughs> yeah, for you? Absolutely. Yeah. All, all the time. People are always. <laughs> do you want to make it very clear of how many people actually yes. work for you? Me, mostly. Um, I have uh, a, a gentleman named Jeff Walker. He helps with some articles, you know, so yeah. he'll, he, he will help with, um, he'll kind of cover stuff that I'm not necessarily interested in. So yeah. like the bands he's into, we don't have a lot of crossover. So he might go to a concert or he might interview um, someone, which is great because it's, uh, I'll post an interview. Like he did one with Amy Grant, mm. uh, who I'm, I'm familiar with and like, I just am not like a huge fan. So I, I, I couldn't see myself interviewing her. Um, and he interviewed her and it was great people. A lot of people who may not have known about my site or cared about a band I posted about were into it. So yeah. he helps out with stuff like that. But, um, you know, he might uh, give, you know, post, you know, one to two posts a day, Monday through Friday for the most part. The rest is, is basically me. So, yeah, no, no, uh, nobody outside of a little bit of help from him. There's some people <laughs> I pay for little services here and there. Like, hey, can you help me with security on my website? Or, hey, can you do this? But as far as content, uh, yeah, it's all me. You mentioned the toxic side of it, and this is something that you and I have talked about in the past when yeah. I was working at Channel 4, is that, you know, I think, um, you know, social media allowed people to get to media personalities or mm -hmm. journalists or whoever like that. Yeah. 
right? In the old days, you had to get out like the yellow, the white pages right, right. and search for WCIV and then a yep. news hotline. And yep. then you had to actually pick up your phone and make the call and, and get a hold of the person, mm-hmm. right? Social media, though, allows people to get to you instantly to mm-hmm. tell them exactly what kind of person you are. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that was tough at first when Twitter started to change um, and Facebook from the start. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not from the start. It really picked up. And you probably noticed this, too. The the vitriol, the the mean comments, the 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 stuff like that really picked up in 2016 ish, 2015 ish with the Clinton Trump, um, not campaigns, um, election battle. Right. That's when I really, really noticed an uptick. In that kind of stuff. Um, Does it get to you? Sometimes. Not so much anymore. I've gotten kind of used to it. And I've um, I've kind of accepted that. It's it, Even though it might feel personal sometimes, it's not. It's just people trying. They have their internet muscles. And they're trying to you know, make some comment. They think they're funny. They think they're snarky. Whatever it may be. Or, or they're mad about a story that's in the news. Or they think I have a, a political bend that they don't like. And. I'm not real traditional media, so I, I can be biased. It's, I'm my right. boss, so I don't really care. But you know, I but still, sometimes when I share something that is no bias whatsoever, people will make comments, and that's annoying because you're like, no, that's actually not why I'm sharing this. But yeah, it used to get to me a little bit, and it'd be really, really difficult. You know, like, did I do something wrong? Did you right. know, am I this terrible? Like, do I have this inflated self sense of self that people actually care about my website? And it, it, you know this too. You could get. 50 compliments and just one person and you're going to remember that one person that was negative. It's like human Mm -hmm. nature to remember those bad things. But sometime, you know, I want to say around the pandemic time, I started to get a lot of even more pickup because I was posting stuff about COVID and, you know, you have anti- How'd that go over? Not great. (laughs) A lot of, (laughs) and again, I should say, I say that, but for the most part, it was fine. Right. It's about 80-20. Exactly. And they're very vocal, though, the 20. Um, Between masks and vaccines and, oh, this virus is fake. And then um, it's also during the pandemic, as you know, the George Floyd um, murder happened. And, uh, you know, you're sharing stories about that. And so it just got really, really bad again. But, um a lot of it I just find funny now that people get so worked up uh, that, or they're trying to do something like clout chasing. I don't know if you've heard that. No, term tell before. me that. So clout chasing is when someone who doesn't have a lot of followers, oh. they will uh, start just like constantly tweeting at an account that has a lot or a celebrity, you know, or whatever, um, a politician in hopes that other people will see that comment when they look at the thread and be like, oh, that person's funny. I, 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 I want to follow them or they hope that you retweet them mm-hmm. or start fighting with them and it'll get more eyes on them. Um, so makes sense. I started to realize some of that stuff. And, you know, what's the saying that what people's opinion of me is not any of my business. Um, so I'm trying to um, trying to believe in that. And, you know, uh, I also. You have a really good support system in my family and uh, have some awesome friends. And so if I'm ever like getting in my head about comments, you know, sometimes I'll reach out to them and say like, hey, this person said this. Do you think that they're, you know, putting aside the name calling or whatever else that's in here? <laughs> do you think their point is right? Did I miss something here? Did I do something wrong? And, and they'll tell me if they think I did. And and usually um, 
you know, they're on my side like that. Nah, it's just some, somebody being a jerk. But, you know, as much as I think it's kind of funny and I can laugh it off now and ignore people instead of trying to engage them because there's no point in engaging those folks. Because no. you're not going to – they're not really interested in a debate of any kind. Um, they just want to be mean for whatever reason. Once I re- realize that, it's pretty good. But, yeah, you know, once in a while you're having a bad day or you're, you're stressed and you pull up your mentions. You're like, I don't, I don't want to see this right now. Yeah. You know? And not even – personal stuff like i said before like just sharing news articles and seeing people's opinions have nothing to do with me they're not calling me out they're not saying holy city center sucks they're just they'll they'll say something about a politician that maybe i like um or a policy that i think is good they'll shoot down like right now we're talking about gun control again yeah so you're seeing a lot of people's opinions that i'm just like so frustrated about and you have to just realize like is it worth me engaging with these folks and it, it can be tough to see these things and not let it get to you um but I've, 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 I think now 11 years in and especially, like I said, from like 2016 through the pandemic, it's become so commonplace that it's it, I've gotten kind of used to it. I always said if if you're brave enough to tell me that I suck on social media, which I would have actually loved somebody say I would suck. I would. That's like lame. Yeah. That what I would get. <laughs> yeah, but right. um, then but not brave enough to come up to me in aisle five of the Harris teeter to say, Hey, because in aisle five of the Harris teeter, we could have a conversation. Right. Exactly. Right. And I'd be interested in listening to you. Yes. Right. But just knocking out whatever you want to type, Mm -hmm. not acceptable. And, um, you know, I've also noticed most, not all, some, some do put their name behind it and will use their real Facebook account or will use their real name on Mm. Twitter. But the vast majority or are anonymous accounts, you know, like Richard name. Shower Curtain. Yeah, exactly. I have, you know, people with, you know, whatever, just some fake made up name, not even a name necessarily, just like, you know, like, uh, you know, MAGA Warrior 12 or whatever, you know, uh, but they <laughs> don't have my Yeah, right. <laughs> and they'll have like a picture that's not them. And I'm, I always have to keep that in mind, too. Like, all right, there's a reason they're anonymous and it's because they know what they're saying is rude or in some cases worse than rude. Um, and they just don't want their name attached to it. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's not true. They're just trying to get under your skin for whatever reason. Yeah. And yeah, I've noticed that too. They're not, I'm sure there's some people out there that would say something to you in person, but I have yet to have someone come up to me in person and and say anything negative. Yeah. It's all online. The thing I remember about, um, I think the, the day it, um, I think our relationship changed a little bit is when, um, when your friend box mm. passed away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw your raw honesty and your open emotion, uh, about his passing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just remember thinking, man, that guy's got it, you know? And, um, appreciate that. Yeah. There was a horrible loss for our community. And that was something that, I mean, impacted you because you lost a friend, mm-hmm. but it also mm-hmm. gave you the opportunity to open up, you know, conversation about suicide which is not something you're going to sit around and do very often absolutely you know was it hard to open up that box um good play on words i didn't mean it i didn't mean it (laughs) he would have liked it and i'm not going to edit this out either (laughs) no please don't he would have liked it anyway um yeah no obviously really difficult you know to to lost him and and he wasn't the first uh, friend of mine to thankfully uh the the previous ones had uh, attempted and were not successful um so uh he was the first friend who actually died by suicide but i'd had experiences a little bit um with people who had thought about it or had done it in their past before i'd met them but they told mm-hmm. me about it later so i knew a little bit about it um 
and I've always been interested in mental health because of my own struggles with anxiety, especially. Um, so I can relate to people who have any kind of mental disorder, mental issue, um, even though they're vastly different. You yeah. Know, you, you, you get parts of it. There's parts of it in each. So, uh, yeah, part of it was me wanting to, um, if it got out there, you know, that he died by suicide because, you know, the police don't openly no. just say those situations no. and papers and things don't always report that. But once his family said that it was okay um, to say what happened, I wanted to make sure that he wasn't remembered just for that act. Right. And that even though that's part of his story, um, it's important why he got there and how we can help other people not get to the point that he did. Um, and, and help to reduce the stigma because any mental health, there's still a lot of stigma, as you know, but especially certain illnesses, whether it's um, you know, depression or mm -hmm. su suicide attempts or ideations on suicide um, or um, addiction. There's still a lot of stigmas with those types of mental health issues. And these are people who are sick and um, should be treated as someone who has like any other illness. And and so. Between that happening and me wanting to remember him and, 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 and try to change the conversation around stigma and not have people think differently of him, um, you know, it was also a chance for me to kind of with what little you know corner of the Internet I have to, to maybe open some people's eyes to mental health, how important it is that we study it more and accept it more and end mm -hmm. that stigma. So this kind of thing doesn't happen you know, as often, you know, we're, we're never going to stop some of these things, of course. Yeah. But any way, any way to reduce it or just, you know, educate people to right. better understand these things and how to deal with people who have whatever mental illness may be, I think was important. And it just, it spoke to me. And so, yeah, I just, I, I decided at that point to, to, to talk about that stuff as often as I could, you know, um, share stories, um, direct people to do you hear, do you hear back from people oh yeah sure strangers yeah yeah so i had um i posted on twitter first it was like um you know something along the lines of because it, it was really i don't know what the right word is but prior to box dying he had a um basically like a podcast it was daily it was live so it was kind of radio but it wasn't on like the traditional fm or am and I went back and listened to a show he had done mm. shortly after Anthony Bourdain had died by suicide and he was talking about it and he was like, I know people look at him and they think he's got all this money, he's traveling the world and they're like, how could he just take his life? And we need to change that, you know, because it doesn't matter how successful you are. And I heard him saying all this stuff and he made some other comments and part of it was like prophetic with what happened, unfortunately. Um, but, all, but it was also showing that when he was in his, you know, right mind, basically not mm -hmm. going through, you know, any struggles. He recognized what, what it was and he got it and he understood the, the stigma and things like that. And so anyway, I, I took one of his quotes because one of his quotes was something like we, the problem, the real problem here is we don't talk about it and we need to talk right. about it. So I took his quote, put it on Twitter and I said, in honor box, I agree. I think we should talk about it. And I said, so I'm today, I'm going to you know, tell you about my struggles. And I talked about um, anxiety specifically at the time. That was really the only thing I was um, okay talking about and um, kind of detailed just a little bit of my right. struggle, how long I had it. And then I linked to resources and, and studies and things like that. So after I did that, yeah, I had a lot of people either DM me or comment directly 
that maybe they followed me, but I didn't know who they were personally. That, you know, thank you for posting this. Right. As someone who struggles with X, Y, and Z, I really appreciate this. Some people telling their story in their DMs, like, you know, I, I tried to, to die by suicide, tried to kill myself, you know, whatever, you know, three years ago, and I'm in such a better place now. Uh, hopefully what you posted will help others, stuff like that. So that was really moving too, because I felt like number one, I was honoring my friend, um, mm-hmm. but also it, I was accomplishing what I set out to do, which was to just have like an, have a conversation, have a conversation in a community right. where people can feel safe commenting on my, my stuff about mental health. Cause I think it's that conversation. I think that conversation is so important because I think once, once you are in that bad space and once you're in that dark place, right. Mm-hmm. And then you are so deep down in that hole. And I've said this before and I, and I mean it because it's, it's happened in my family is I think that, you know, because we always used to put on the news, if you're having problems, call this number. Right. 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 But a lot of times what happens, if you're feeling suicidal, call this number is that you are so far down in that deep hole. There's not a payphone down there. Mm-hmm. Right. You are mm-hmm. beyond that part, that point of asking for help. Or you might not even want it, you know, when you're right. that deep too, which is really sad to know. Um, that that's the worst part is, you know, no matter how great of a job we do at communicating and getting resources out right. there, just it's never going to get that number to zero. But it doesn't right. mean you can't try. Right. You know? Right. And that's where I, I've appreciated our friendship because, again, with um, my sobriety, your sobriety, we were able to connect when you first got sober, which mm-hmm. I was just so proud of and honored that you would share that with me. Yeah. You know? Because, again, all that part is of your story, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And yeah. so important because that, I mean, we sit here in ripple. When we talk about what a ripple is, is that this conversation could have a ripple a month from now that we would never know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I had somebody share with me the other day. He's like, I I've seen your story and I've, I see when you post your chips or how long you've been sober. And, and I just think if that guy can do it, I can do it. Right. Right. Or if they are doing it, maybe they're willing to be more vocal about it now and open with their friends and family about it or strangers online because they're like, oh, this guy who was on the news or this guy who runs a blog, they're okay talking about these things. You mm-hmm. know, I can talk about it too. You know, so whether it's getting help if they haven't already or just being more open about it. Yeah, you have no idea like who sees it or someone sees it that doesn't have that issue, but it helped them deal with someone who does or help them find help. Yeah, you don't always know. Um, and I've learned that I, I tell people this not related to mental health and stuff, but people always reach out about new businesses. How do we get our name out there? And how do we build a following on Twitter like you did? And there's no magic bullet for these things, mm-hmm. but I always tell them, you know, be genuine and don't get too bogged down in numbers. Like how many retweets did I get? How many followers did I get today? You know, don't get bogged down in that stuff. The more your name is out there, the more that you keep just doing your work of whatever it is, your name eventually someone's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I remember seeing them online or oh yeah, I did see that commercial if you right. whatever it may be. So as simple as like business stuff is the same is true of something that's vitally important to health or whatever. You have no idea. Just putting it out there, you have no idea if someone's gonna grab it and run with it. Um, you might hear about it later, but you might not. And you just you just don't know. It's about being genuine. Exactly. I right. think so. I think when people see you're genuine about whatever it is that you're talking about, and it doesn't have to be anything serious, I think if they can tell you're being a genuine person, that you believe in what you're talking about, um, they're more likely to support it, even if they're not going to be like a super fan or anything or, you know, um, 
or you know if you're a restaurant owner visit your restaurant every week but they'll do what they can to support it because i know how much you care and that you're 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 being genuine about it well i appreciate your friendship and um so much uh success that you found thank you and thank you. uh i'm proud that you become an advocate for so many different areas and for people right you're an advocate of the people and um I try to be yeah and you're genuine oh no you're good thank you i appreciate that yeah I'm don't, trying don't block my blessing man that's good <laughs> no i'm bad at compliments so i'm going to i know thanks for joining thanks thank for you. thanks for sharing thank you for having me and you know I, I appreciate your friendship as well and and the things you've done in the community for years before i got here um but the more i learn you know i, I appreciate everything you do as well right on powerful stuff Honest, truthful, that's what we love here at Say Your Story. If you want to follow Christian, he's at HolyCityCenter.com. Twitter and Instagram is at HolyCityCenter. He's also got the Holy City Center radio podcast that's easy to find on whichever platform you use. Bullets Benign is the band, thanks to them. And Say Your Story, produced out of the Ripple Fund co-working space for nonprofits right here in downtown Charleston. If you know a nonprofit that may need some help, you can just send me an email. You can find me at ripple.deanstevens at gmail.com. Great to have you with us again. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Say Your Story. Because I'm finding my way back to you. Hey,